WWE Setting the Stage is a podcast for WWE fans where I recap events, break down storylines and angles, and make predictions about where those storylines and angles are headed. Whether you're just getting into wrestling or a WWE fanatic like me, this show is for you. I will see you ringside. How's it going, Wrestleluminati? So, I'm back to talk about the fallout from NXT 2.0's Halloween Havoc. So without further ado, let's not waste any more time and let's get right to it. All right, so today's, uh, today, well, this week's um, NXT 2.0 uh, episode uh, comes right out to the, uh, it starts out right uh, from the get-go with uh, new NXT Women's Champion Mandy Rose of Toxic Attraction, because like I said, she's from the group Toxic Attraction, and uh she comes out to the ring and she basically says, Hey, it feels good to be champion finally. And people are actually chanting her name. So it's kind of like one of those things where she's supposed to be a heel, but she gets like face, uh, she gets baby face reactions and stuff. So a lot of those going around, um, nowadays. Uh, but I think Mandy Rose is supposed to be a heel. Cause like I said, the way toxic attraction carries themselves, um, Everything like that. So, but, um, but a lot of people do feel, you know, she does deserve what she's getting and that, you know, she's probably earned her, you know, earned her keep and, uh, basically earned her right to be the NXT women's champion. Uh, cause like I said, she started out in NXT, she went up to the main roster. I guess, I mean, I won't say she didn't have any success on the main roster, but I don't think she was probably used as well as she could have been used, I guess, in my opinion. But, um, but anyway, she went back down to NXT and actually, um, I heard a story that when she went back, when she went back down to NXT, she didn't actually expect it. She didn't, uh, she didn't know that she was going back to NXT, uh, at first. So kind of an interesting, uh, interesting, uh, set of events there. So anyway, um, of course she did get a little heel heat by saying, you know, she defeated the unbeatable and unstoppable Gonzalez, which really, I mean, it was a great match. It was a great match at Halloween Havoc. But like I said, what ended up giving her the win was Dakota Kai interfering in the match and, you know, taking out uh, Gonzalez to help Mandy Rose win. Nevertheless, I, I still think Mandy Rose held her own in the match, but I don't think if it was for Dakota Kai, I don't think she she may have not come out uh, successful or victorious. So, um, so basically, uh, she, uh, she comes to the ring, she's, you know, you know, talking about her win and everything. And then she goes to call out her, uh, you know, she's saying it was a good night for toxic attraction. And then she goes to call out her fellow, uh, members of toxic attraction, Jeannie, G Dolan and JC Jane, who became NXT women's tag team champions at, uh, at, uh, uh, Halloween havoc, but they go to a backstage, uh, Backstage, uh, I guess, altercation, and it shows the two uh, beating up Zoe Stark. Now, I heard, I heard another story that said that they uh, they were doing this particular uh, bit because Zoe Stark actually has a legitimate injury, and they were looking for a way to write her off TV. So, uh, don't know if that's completely true, but um, that's what I've heard. Those are the stories I've heard. So, um, when they come back to the ring, when the cameras come back to the ring, Io Shirai comes out. Um, and Io Shirai and Mandy Rose get into a little altercation. Um, but as it 
starts to get a little bit more heated. Gigi Dolan and JC Jane eventually join Mandy Rose, and the numbers catch up to Io Shirai. But um, unexpectedly, Caden Carter and uh, Casey Catanzaro um, come to the aid of Shirai, uh, and uh, now the now the uh, numbers are even, and basically uh, they get Toxic Attraction out of the ring and. Toxic Attraction has to regroup at ringside and everything. So, um, so basically, who knows what might happen now uh, going forward. Maybe Io Shirai gets another shot at the title. Maybe Kanzaro and Caden Carter go after the tag team championships, which they had done in the past but were unsuccessful. So we'll see if they get another shot eventually. Um, so uh, let's see. So Toxic Attraction is walking backstage after the break and uh, they stop and they run into Dakota Kai and Dakota Kai uh, basically, uh, uh, let's see. uh, So Mandy Rose, I I guess, uh, Mandy Rose, I guess, Mandy Rose, uh, well, Dakota Kai goes to clear up what Mandy Rose said in the ring and says, hey, I I didn't interfere in your match to help you out. I interfered in your match to end Raquel Gonzalez. So I don't know. It looks like, it looks like it's turning towards that Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez might renew their, uh, renew their rivalry down the road. So, uh, the next up it's, it's a match between Dakota Kai and Cora Jade, who I think, I think to this day is still the youngest member of the, uh, of the NXT roster. I think she's, I think she's 20 years old, which is, and she, and she looks, she looks like a kid. It's, it's crazy, but she's, she's very good in the ring. Very talented. Um, but anyway, we have a, we have a match, uh, between the two of them. Um, this match is pretty, I mean, even though Cora J kind of held her own, this kind of, this match really was all, in my opinion, was all Dakota Kai. Uh, Dakota Kai kind of dominated this match. Um, she ends up getting the win, and then it looks like she's going to further uh, hurt Cora Jade after the match. By it looked like she was putting a table on her head, and she was going to like smash her feet onto the table, and you know basically bash her brains in and stuff. But she thought twice about it and didn't end up doing it. Um, but it, I the other thing I saw that was going on is 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 Dakota Kai having more issues than meets the eye. I mean, it seems like her facial expressions and stuff are really weird. It's like she's having some in, in very uh, very crazy internal tor- turmoil. It seems like uh, like not sure who she is or or what it is. I don't know. It, it seems like a very strange, maybe borderline psychotic character. Or something something going on. Maybe a lot of rage in there. So. We'll see where her character goes from here. Uh, but anyway, uh, she ended up thinking twice about, you know, ending Cora Jade and actually ended up putting her uh, skateboard on top of her on top of her and just kind of leaving her where she was. So um, so basically next up we have a uh, we have a little vignette on uh, to do with uh, 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 to do with. Uh, MSK and they're sitting at a bus stop and I guess they're talking about like who came up with the MSK uh, idea, the story of MSK, what MSK stands for. But as they go to tell you, like the bus comes in front of us where the bus stop is and that you don't end up hearing it. And Wade Barrett comes back and says, man, I want to know, you know, I want to know what, uh, what MSK stands for. I want to know who the, you know, who the creator is of MSK. And, and so maybe that's going to be a mystery that's, uh, uh, 
you know, revealed later on. Um, the other thing we have going on is it seems like Duke Hudson and Cameron Grimes are having a bit of a card game going on backstage with a bunch of ladies. And uh, this would go on throughout the night. And basically Duke Hudson was amazed by uh, Cameron Grimes' beginner's luck. But he keeps winning all throughout the night, all throughout the night. And I'll get more into that a little bit later. So, uh, so then we have a match between Zion Quinn and Robert Stone. Um, I don't think I mentioned this in the episode last week, but it turns out uh, Zion Quinn chokeslammed Robert Stone through a table at the Halloween party. And this was Robert Stone's pretty much his uh, revenge match. Uh, let's just say it didn't go that well. Uh, in fact, what they ended up doing beforehand was they ended up having, they ended up trying to do, I guess, what they wanted to call was a dance off. And I thought it was funny because Zion Quinn uh, was dancing to uh, to uh, Shawn Michaels' "Sexy Boy," so I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, but anyway, um, Zion Quinn Quinn ends up winning the match uh, fairly easy and in and in short uh, short time. Um, so after. Uh, after that happens, uh, we get a, another vignette from uh, from Joe Gacy, you know, the character who is basically the, I guess, I guess what you would call it, a cancel culture type character, or you know, something like that, or a, uh, I don't really know. He says he's the leader of the what is it, the uh, snowflakes or whatever. I, I I don't know what he said a few weeks ago. His words, not mine. <laughs> it was kind of crazy, um, but right now it seems like he's the. Uh, He's basically the guidance, uh, the guidance, uh, or the, I don't know, the, the, uh, I don't know what you would call him, of Harland, the character Harland, who obviously has been argued to look like Brock Lesnar a little bit. I think he looks more like a jacked up Mordecai, as I've seen, uh, as I've said on many occasions. Um, but basically they're, uh, you know, they're saying that they, they want to bring a, positive light to everything they don't want any negative energy and they basically uh he basically his goal joe gacy's goal is to uh show people who harland really is because they think he thinks that people think he's a monster based on his appearance his bald head and his tattoos and they choose to just alienate him and don't give him a chance and gacy says that he's going to put a stop to that and uh and they will quote unquote change the world together so uh Next up, we have a tag match between Von Wagner and Kyle O'Reilly against Legado del Fantasma, who is Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza. Uh, pretty pretty decent match. Uh, like I said, all these tag team matches, whether it's been on Raw, SmackDown, or or, uh, or NXT, have been pretty decent. Uh, this ends in kind of controversial fashion. It looks like Wagner and Kyle O'Reilly have a little bit of miscommunication and, uh, and basically... Legado del Fantasma gets the victory, and uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what goes from there. I don't know if Legado del Fantasma is going to go after the tag team titles eventually. Who knows what will happen there? So, uh, uh, so, and who knows if this Kyle O'Reilly uh, Von Wagner team is going to continue? Are they going to be a pretty formidable tag team? I know they've talked in weeks past that that you know if they were on the same page, you know they would be unstoppable. Well, it seems like that's been their kind of their, uh, little bit of difficulty is sometimes they're not on the same page. So, uh, uh, just by some miscommunication, maybe not necessarily one turning on the other, but just miscommunication. So either this is going to turn into kind of the way I see it, this is either going to turn into a dominant tag team, or it's going to end up in a rivalry between Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner eventually down the road. 
Uh, so basically, we have a uh, have a backstage interview with Carmela Hayes and Trick Williams with Mackenzie Mitchell. Uh, I, I think uh, Andre Chase interrupts um, and says he still can't believe he's alive after the haunted house last week. Because uh, I guess Hayes and Williams ran into him in the haunted house last week, um, and uh, basically he. He was going to give somebody a, a, a lesson to be learned, I guess, in the ring or something. So uh, so basically he comes out there and I guess he I guess he gives an open challenge and due to his and unfortunately for him, Braun Breaker is the one that answers the challenge. And uh, yeah, Braun Breaker makes a pretty quick work of Andre Chase. Um, we do see some some more. Uh, some more backstage uh, uh, look-ins on the poker game that's going on between Duke uh, Hudson and Cameron Grimes. And Cameron Grimes just keeps on winning as as other people are being eliminated from the game. Uh, He just keeps winning. And and basically, I I think it gets all the way down to the two of them. And I think that comes to an end here later on in the show, but we'll we'll get to that in a second. Um, So... So basically, we have another uh, 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 we have another. Uh, well, after Braun Breaker wins his match, he gives a little bit of a a little bit of a promo afterwards, and says, uh, you know, he he's obviously not done with the NXT Championship uh, uh, pursuit and with uh, Tommaso Ciampa. So I wonder if those two are going to meet. Uh, in the future down the road. So we'll see how it goes on there. Um, so, uh, so now the, uh, there's a backstage interview with the Imperium and, uh, basically, uh, they're speaking, I guess, in their native tongue, which I, I, I think Imperium, are they, are they German? I'm not sure. I think, cause I think, um, uh, Walter was German. So I'm I'm I don't know if if that's what Imperium is. I think Imperium might be German as well. I'm not sure. Uh, you guys can let me know about that if you want. Um, but I think I'm right about that. I'm pretty sure. Um, so basically, the when the we we had the opening, uh, you know, we had the opening uh, altercation between Toxic Attraction and Iro Shirai and Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. It looks like there's going to be a six man tag match for. Uh, uh, for next, uh, next week, uh, for those, uh, six women to meet in the ring. Um, so now we get a, the last legend, uh, who is the, who is the young lady who has the show that sort of, I think is a parody of the Wendy Williams show. And, uh, she says, Tony D'Angelo finally is a guest on lashing out and basically has an interview. Now during this interview, I, I had a strange thought just by based on some things he was saying. I'm not sure if he was speaking cryptically or whatever, but I almost think that Tony Tony D'Angelo is a good uh, representative or a good possible candidate to be the next NXT champion as well. I don't know why I'm having that strange feeling, but just on his promo, I was just listening to everything he said, and I'm thinking maybe – he might be a good candidate. I'm not really, I'm not willing, I'm not willing ready to put the bank on it or anything like that, but I, it just seems to me, uh, just by some, some of the words he said during the, and I can't really, 
I can't really explain it in words, unfortunately, but and which is which I, which I guess is terrible for a podcast. But um, just I think I think there might be something more to that. He might be uh, challenging for the NXT title uh, before you uh, uh, maybe sooner than later. Um, but the funny thing about it was uh, he listed some people, and, and among them were Tommaso Ciampa. But he also mentioned Pete Dunne. I think that could be a pretty good rivalry between those two. Um, and I think there was a couple other people he mentioned too. I can't remember quite who he mentioned, but he mentioned like four or five superstars. And I was like, yeah, I could see him, you know, having a storyline or a rivalry with all of those guys. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, he also had a little funny bit where finally the, uh, the, I guess the producer or whatever that was missing after, uh, uh, last legend of, uh, originally said that he couldn't be a guest on the show. All of a sudden now he's found and, Basically, Tony D'Angelo is telling him, hey, tell him everything's all right. And it was kind of, you know, say hello, hi to your wife and kids at home. And, you know, very nervous, arm in a sling and everything. So, obviously, we know that the opposite was true. But, uh, but you know, it was kind of a funny little bit, I guess, in my opinion. So, um, so we get a we get a, another match with Solo Sikoa, which is the brother of of the Usos. Um, he pretty much have a, had a squash match, uh, with, uh, I can't even pronounce this guy's name. And, and I guess he was kind of like a, a jobber in, in a way I get Jeet Rama, I guess, or Yeet Rama. I don't know. But the guy looked, what, what was really funny about it was the guy looked like bigger than Solo Sokoa, Sokoa, but Solo Sokoa basically finished him off like in very, very quick fashion. But it was almost like he wasn't the big superstar. It was it was like he wasn't the, you know, the biggest one in the ring. Obviously, he was probably the biggest name in the ring, but not the biggest uh, phys- phys- physically uh, uh, to speak. So anyway, um, so he made pretty quick. Uh, he almost, to be honest with you, it was kind of funny. I was watching I was watching him wrestle. And he almost reminded me a little bit, just a little bit. He was almost like a cross between, and, and I'm going to go like in a hybrid sort of tangent on this, but he kind of looked like he kind of looked like a cross between Umaga and Rikishi and Usos and everybody bunched up into one. I'm, and, and you're probably like, well, duh, that's what family he's from. And I'm like, yeah, but he seems like he had characteristics from like all those superstars I just mentioned. It was like almost, he was like kind of a hybrid of all those guys. Um, so I don't know what they're going to do with this guy. I don't know. Uh, like I said, he might even be a possible uh, candidate for the uh, for the NXT Championship uh, down the road. So we'll see. Um, so so basically, we come next that we're having uh, Boa, which is uh, which is Mei Ying's uh, right hand man. Uh, that whole thing. I I just I don't know. I haven't really been into that whole thing. Uh, up until now, which I'm going to explain here in a minute. Um, so we have another vignette, uh, or we get a we get a vignette from Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs, which I think is kind of weird because it seems like NXT 2.0 has given a lot of vignettes of superstars that we've already met. So I don't know if they're trying to, you know, a, a lot of when NXT 2.0 first came on, I heard a lot of fans, you know, sort of voicing their opinion or complaining about that. And it was a, it was a legitimate complaint that, you know, all these superstars were showing up on NXT 2.0 and we didn't know who they were, who they were. So it's almost like, uh, WWE had a duh moment and went like, Oh yeah, we just all of a sudden having these, all these guys wrestle and we're not introducing them to them. So it's almost like they're, 
It's almost like they were putting the cart before the horse. They, you know, they'd have the wrestle wrestle and now they're showing the vignettes when it actually should be the other way around in my opinion. So, uh, so it seems a little backwards in my opinion, but it, but Hey, nevertheless, if you want to introduce it that way, I guess it's better than not doing it at all. So, um, so, uh, so Grayson Waller and Boa was the next match and LA Knight was uh ringside, which I guess maybe they're going to continue this LA Knight Grayson Waller type thing. Um, and, uh, uh, so, uh, so that match goes on and Boa makes pretty quick work of, um, uh, pretty quick work of, uh, of Grayson Waller. And, and basically the match was over before it even started. It was kind of a, which Boa's matches are pretty, pretty much quick anyway. So, uh, so kind of, kind of this one was no different. Um, and it looks like we finally get the after this match. This is where we get the final look in of the poker game going on between Grimes and uh, Duke Hudson, and basically Cameron Grimes uh, just basically cleans the house, and he basically uh, he basically wins everything. You know, he does his famous little chant to the moon, and he gets on, and Duke is like furious and flips over the ta- poker table and everything. So I'm guessing maybe we're gonna see a. Um, a rivalry began between Duke Hudson and Cameron Grimes. Maybe I'm not sure, or maybe Duke might respect him enough that he won enough games. Maybe we'll see a tag team. I'm not sure. I don't know where we're going to go from there, but uh, I, I don't think these two are done with each other. So we'll see what happens there. Um, we also got another vignette from Kaylee Ray. I, I'm not really sure what they're going to do with her now. Uh, uh, on NXT 2.0, it seems like she wrestled like first first uh, week or so on that show, and now it's gone back that she's not doing really anything, and they're just sewing vignettes for her. So I guess maybe they're reintroducing her or doing something. So I'm not sure. Now here's what was interesting about the Boa and Mi Yang thing. So now Boa comes back to the throne of Mi Yang and can't find her, but then he turns around and he's got sort of Ying's face paint on his face now. And now he's spitting her uh, her smoke and everything all like that. So I'm wondering, is now the spirit of Mei Yang inside of Boa, and now they're kind of combined as one character, which could be interesting. I, I, I like I said, I, I'm not really in love with the whole storyline between those two or whatever, but this could be a little intriguing to see where this goes from now on. So I'll have to keep an eye on that as far. Um, so, so basically, then we get a little. Uh, promo from Ciampa in the ring and he basically is saying hey we we crowned a whole lot of champions new champions at Halloween Havoc it was like kind of a change of the guard except the NXT championship and he was kind of you know he's saying hey you know Braun Breaker was supposed to become the new NXT champion but no one told him so he basically retained his championship and he basically went on to say he was the god of NXT and everything so um but of course that brought out uh Carmella Hayes and Trick Williams and he wanted to remind Ciampa that hey I'm the A champion you know and and you're the B champion and everything and they just you know were posturing back and forth on each other and and everything all, all that stuff and and uh, uh, I don't know if you'll see a, a match uh, a match between these two in the future maybe perhaps maybe maybe uh, uh, Carmella Hayes might eventually go after the uh, uh NXT championship eventually we'll see uh maybe he maybe he's the future maybe he's gonna be the next NXT champion who knows there's a lot of different candidates I could see taking the belt off Ciampa to be quite honest 
Um, so Ciampa leaves the ring, and he has a quick re uh, uh, reunion with uh, his good buddy and enemy, I should say, Johnny Gargano. And uh, you know, I, I even see Johnny Gargano mouth to him as they as they're passing each other on the entrance way. He says, "Hey, it's been a long time," and you know all that stuff. So we see a brief little, you know. Brief little reunion between those two. And really, to be honest with you, when you think about it, they really haven't been in the ring together a very long time. You know, with Ciampa's injury, uh, Gargano uh, being out for a little while and stuff like that. So, you know, it's been a little while. So anyway, that leads into the match, which is pretty much the main event. Gargano and Dexter Loomis against Carmella Hayes and Trick Williams, uh, which I guess I guess is the fallout from Halloween Havoc. And basically... Um, Carmella Hayes says, yeah, we're going to fight more in our element, which is the ring. Uh, pretty good match back and forth. Uh, lots of action. Good stuff going on here. Um, so, but basically it ends, of course, in uh, in controversy where Trick Williams takes his boot off at ringside. And while the referee is distracted, Dex Loomis uh, to break the a submission on uh, Carmella Hayes. Or no, or actually not on Carmella Hayes. I'm sorry, on Trick Williams. And then Gargano nails a, or maybe it was on Hayes. I think I think it was on Hayes, even though it was a submission. Uh, I'm trying to remember. You know, it's been a couple of days since I watched this, but I think it was a, yeah, I think it was a submission on Hayes. And uh, Trick turned take off his boot to break the submission, and Gargano uh, jumps on Trick on the floor. Hayes takes advantage and goes to the top of the flying lead drop to pin Loomis for the win, and that's how it ends. So it ends in controversial fashion. So who knows if what if it's over between these four? Um, but uh, that's basically the way NXT 2.0 ends for uh, the Halloween Havoc Fallout. So uh, pretty decent show, but like I said, I'm I still think NXT 2.0 is I I don't know the right word that I'm looking for, but I'm thinking it's kind of strange. I don't know. It's it, it I've just had a strange feeling about it ever since it started in mid September. It's uh, and it, and if what they were going for was being completely different than NXT 1.0, then I would say mission accomplished. They are totally different than NXT 1.0. Uh, totally different direction. Uh, you know, they've only got a few superstars left from NXT 1.0. And, and you know, depending on what you've heard and what you believe, you may not see those superstars on here long, uh, uh, for too much longer. So who knows what would happen there. Uh, the one thing that I did hear... Uh, now I'm, I'm kind of taking this with a grain of salt cause I'm not sure. Um, I know, I think on the last episode that I talked about NXT, I was talking about the future of the takeover events and how takeover events might be over, uh, forever, you know, but from what I heard, there's a story out going to circulate around that maybe there's a new, there's a new hope that maybe NXT takeover events are going to continue. And they said that the that the WWE right now, um, although I've only heard this in one particular source, so that's why I'm taking it with a grain of salt, is that that uh, NXT does have a takeover event scheduled for December 5th. Now, you might think that well, that's normally when War Games happens. You know, normally War Games happens around you know, mid to end of November or even early December. And you're thinking maybe that might be what, what it is. Well, that would be kind of interesting, you know, to pick up the NXT takeover events with a war games, uh, takeover event. But again, like I said, I've only seen this in one source. So, uh, 
and I'm not even sure, I don't, I'm not even sure I remember what the source was where I saw that, but uh, they said something about NXT having a takeover event on the 5th of December. So we'll have to see if maybe that plays out. Um, maybe, I don't know. Maybe NXT 2.0 isn't cut out for takeover events. Maybe they're just, uh, maybe they're just good for having, you know, NXT special events like Halloween Havoc, Great American Bash, uh, St. Valentine's Day, whatever you want to call it, New Year's, whatever it was. So we'll have to see going forward what they do, if they stick with the special episodes or they continue the takeovers. So, uh, but anyway, that's how um, the Halloween Havoc played out or Halloween Havoc Fallout played out. And uh, let me know what you think. Let me know what you guys think of NXT 2.0. Have you, how have you been, uh, uh, you know, viewing it? Do you think it's a good thing? Do you think it's a bad thing? Are you still not sure yet? I'll be honest with you. I'm, I think I'm still in the middle. I'm still not sure yet. Like some weeks I think it's great. Some weeks I think it's, uh, it's like, okay, I'm not sure. Um, I remember one thing. I, I'll say one more thing before I go is uh, I remember doing the Lash uh, Legend, the Lashing Out episode. Um, Lash Legend called uh, the NXT 2.0 uh, version of Halloween Havoc was legendary. Now, I know she was probably playing that on words because her name is Lash Legend, but uh, I don't know if I would say, I, I'm not going to say it was a bad event. Like, I'm not going to say it was a, a bad event. It was an okay event. It was not bad, but I don't know if I'd call it legendary. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it legendary. I don't know if I'd use those words. Uh it wasn't too shabby. Like I said, it wasn't terrible, but I don't think it was even, I don't know that it was even great, but it was, it was okay. It was okay. I'll, I'll, I'll stick with that. And to be honest with you, like I said, I still haven't even watched last year's Halloween Havoc. So I got to compare the two, see if NXT 1.0 did a little bit better than NXT 2.0. So anyway, uh, again, that's how Halloween Havoc fallout ended. And, uh, I guess my next time I'll talk to you guys will be, uh, for Friday night Smackdown. So until next time, I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, tag in and leave me a review or share the show with someone who you think would love it. I'll see you at ringside for the next episode.